Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So let's get started with today's program. Hello, Sir Thrivers, and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I am your host, Rena Romano, and I have a fantastic guest today. Her name is Diane Hansen. She's a mother to three girls. She's an author, a certified cranial sacral therapist. That's a mouthful. She'll explain what that is in a little bit. But Diane is also a Sir Thriver of child sexual abuse. And I want to tell you how I found out about her is she contacted me through Instagram. Right, Diane? Hi. Hi, how are you? I did. I contacted you through Instagram. Yes, welcome. Thank you for doing that. (laughs) And why did you contact me? Well, um, I started realizing that sales have dropped in my book that I wrote in 2004. And I, um, when I wrote it in 2004, Instagram and TikTok were not available. So I thought, well, I should probably get it out there. And I sent you a little t- message. Uh, would you like a coffee? Those are my private parts. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. So she did. She sent me not only one copy. One copy in English, but another one in Spanish. And I have to tell you, Diane, this is a terrific little book. Those are my private parts. And I was reading the reviews. Apparently, you know, even though you wrote this in 2004, this is definitely relevant today for our children. And so you're going around and you're talking um, about those are my private parts, the book. But first, before we get into that, when did you decide to start your healing journey? So you're a survivor of child sexual abuse. How old were you when you decided to start healing? Well, actually, um, the book sparked the healing journey. I wrote it in 2004, and I started marketing it. And I would go to these conferences, and people would share their stories and just start crying People were coming up to me and sharing their stories and crying. And I just um, knew I needed to do this. I actually met a cranial sacral therapist while selling the book. And he said, um, would you mind uh, raising your hand when I ask for volunteers? <laughs> I raised <laughs> gotcha. my hand. Gotcha. Right. And I would say I was selling this book at a forensic conference in Las Vegas all day long. This book is good. It mentions family members. Da, 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 da. And then he walks up to my table. This man is a cranial sacral therapist. He's a military chaplain. And he got trained in cranial sacral therapy to help PTSD survivors from the war in Iraq. And he walks up to my table and, like I said, asked me to be a volunteer. Oh, no, he asked first. He walks up to my table and I said, I started crying. I'm like, do you know what happens when they tell? And I just lost it. And it was some connection that we had. And I just. Wow. So, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know. Let me stop you there. So you didn't do any therapy or healing 
before you wrote the book? No, I actually, um, no, I wrote the book for my children. Because they they were ages three and four when they wrote the book. And Oprah was talking about it. Michael Jackson. Everything was spiraling. And this book just came to me. I had to do something. And then I was promoting the book. And I got, um, back then we used to trade links on our websites. Uh (laughs) So I had my link on all these different websites. And the book was, you know, selling itself, really. And then I got with my third child. And I put it on hold. And um, really put it on hold and started um, on the spiritual journey. And I've tried a lot of different things, kundalini yoga. Um, I stuck with the cranial sacral therapy and I finally ended up getting certified. And that's, that's fantastic. Well, that's amazing that. And I, I think my first guest, um, Jean, Jean, she wrote a book about parenting after sexual abuse and she started writing her book. And that's, I think that's when she went into therapy too. It's amazing how these gifts are given to us and you just know you have to write this book for your children. Those are my private parts. You hadn't even done any healing at that point and probably hadn't shared your story with anybody at that point. had well, you? I didn't even remember my story. In fact, it's still coming in pieces. Um, I don't remember my childhood from, oh, I don't remember my childhood. <laughs> I started really looking at pieces, I guess, in second grade. I started remembering things, but and pictures, of course, I would try to remember being in that situation. And that's a common trait um, among sexual abuse survivors. It is. Yeah. I, I know that I I had suppressed a few memories, um, but basically I suppressed the pain of what happened to me. But when I was in group therapy, I noticed um, that many of the women in the group had suppressed their memories. And it's it's a coping mechanism. It's a survival mechanism. You know, the flight, fight or freeze, the freeze, you freeze and your brain freezes. It freezes, you know, from memory, from having those memories. So, well, I'm really proud of you. And I'm really glad that, you know, this book was given to you, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it said, you have to write this book and the illustrations in the book, your, your children drew it. Your, That's your- a whole nother story. So Charlotte, drew this, <laughs> this picture was drawn by Charlotte when she was three years old and I kept it and I was like, man, I'm going to do something with this picture. Right. And then I wrote the book and I don't know how, but the cover she made the same picture, drew the same picture over a hundred times. I had the pile of the same exact picture. Oh, and I'm like, you know what? I think I need to use it for the cover. And And it's fantastic. And then the other ones were just put together. You know, I said, Hey, can you draw this? Can you draw that? What do you think? What does your family look like? And, and it just kind of took a life of its own. It's a great little book. And you mentioned that um, children have read it and thanked you for it. And there's some great testimonials and reviews in there from adults. And so I want to uh, encourage you, if you have children, to go to Amazon and, and get the book. Those are my private parts. It's in English and Spanish. But um, so you start your healing process. You meet this gentleman and... So then you become a certified 
craniosacral therapist. Explain what that is. <laughs> it's a fabulous modality for healing. It is. Um, so you mentioned the flight or fight syndrome. Well, when we are children and we are abused, um, our energy, our flow of energy is disrupted and we um, attract, create disease, whether mm. it be mental, physical, um, when we are, when we experience any trauma, that energy we hold in our body and we don't, we don't even know about it. We forget about it. Oh, forget about your pain, push it down. Well, we do push it down and then it manifests in disease. I yep. had stomach problems all through seventh grade and I didn't remember, um, what happened to me. So I did, um, research and I, um, learned about epigenetics and through one in my craniosacral, so with craniosacral therapy, you need to take these intensive classes that are four days long. And during those classes, you get treated. You can't help but get treated. You have multi-hands-on people, four wow. or five people sometimes on you, and energy flows. <laughs> wow. Energy meets energy, stuff happens. And yeah. so the... I think it was my second or third class, maybe my third, it came up that my dad was sexually molested when he was eight years old. He was raped in military school. And so through epigenetics, I can carry on that trauma. So I'm thinking, you know what, maybe I just wrote the book because my dad was abused, right? And so keep going through classes and classes, some repressed memories come up. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, what did I open up here? What have I done, right? So... Not only craniosacral therapy, I also practice sweat lodge, which is a Native American tradition. Actually, not only Native American, it's been practiced for centuries all over the world. And it is a healing process. It's a purification process where you go into the mother's womb and you clear that energy. You clear it physically and you clear it spiritually. And it is uh, fantastic. Wow! <laughs> so I've been on that red. It's called the Red Road. So I've been on the Red Road for about seven years, and I'm on my. I'm going to embark on my third vision quest this month, so, this April. So what is a vision quest then? Well, it's a rite of passage. Um, in some um, cultures, they call it a rite of passage. But for me, it's a chance, being a mom of three, it's a chance to go out and be quiet and not get interrupted. <laughs> and not there you go. For two days and two nights. Um, I'm just kidding. It's much more than that. Um, we make prayer ties with tobacco. And you're supposed to make one every day for three um every day and you end up with um and then a couple more you end up with 401 um tobacco ties and you make a circle a sacred circle and you go inside that circle and so you are protected from the elements from the animals um and that's your sacred circle that you can talk to your higher power um god amazing and then you have a sweat lodge before you go out. So you go in with your community and you set your intention and you're like, what am I asking God for? What do I need clarity on? And um, I was struggling with my family as many survivors do. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to keep in touch with them, but it's making me sick. What do I do? But I love my family, but what, what, you know? Right, right, right. So I put that out there and I got clarity within five minutes of hanging up my feather I mean, it's a whole nother story how I got the clarity, but my vision came and it's okay to 
not talk to the people that cause your energy to be disrupted. Exactly, exactly. And and to go back to the different modalities of healing, one size does not fit all. Exactly. I've, I've done talk therapy. I've done hypnosis. I've done and the EFT, tapping. The tapping. Yeah, the EFT. The tapping. Yeah, I like oh, the tapping. That works. That's um, Chaplain Rod Ringo. That's how he started. Really? He was, yeah. He was the sheriff at the Simi Valley um, when um, people, the officers under him were shot and he had a, such a hard time letting go of that guilt and right is what saved him tapping thought about his um trauma and didn't feel the same way wow so yeah dove in farther and went to cranial psychotherapy and yeah That's it's amazing fabulous. there is um you know with the proceeds of the book i always wanted to create a safe foundation um a place that offers different modalities of healing and people can come for the weekend or four days and try different modalities. So we're going to. So you're putting something together, right? You bought some, bought some land. You were telling yes. me. So, okay. Tell me about buying the land and what you're going to do with this. Because I'm going to have to come and visit. Definitely. It is amazing. It's all. Um, it was a gift. And. We purchased 20 acres in um, Twin Oaks, California. It's near Lake Isabella. It's about two hours from Los Angeles. And we're creating a sustainable um, healing community. And my vision is to have offer the sweat lodge, um, the cranial sacral therapy. We're going to have yoga. We're going to have meditation, the tapping, um, and bring all these different healing modalities together. And people can come camp for the weekend. Nature is uh, number one healer, just being out there. You Get will back to Mother Nature, vibration. Baby. Yep. yep. When we were sexually abused as children, our root chakra, our foundation is pretty much taken away from us. So our energy cannot flow. We are disrupted and diseased. So we need to get that root chakra built back yep. into our um our yoni, our pelvic area. We need to breathe good energy. I have a friend that um, does jaw and pelvic therapy oh wow what is above is below so a lot of times we are abused in this area as well as well yeah definitely I was and I you know in my TEDx talk healing from sexual abuse can start with one word it is on YouTube but I do talk about if we don't talk about our abuse if we do not get help the pain is going to be released somewhere and it's it either manifest as cancer, migraines, um, all sorts of diseases, diabetes, you know, it's it can manifest in the body or survivors, you know, cope with it doing drugs, alcohol, they commit crimes. And I talked about that in the TEDx talk. So and I, I haven't yet to read the book, What Happened to You with uh, Oprah Winfrey and the, uh, the author she worked with on that, but I'm going to read it. But it's, you know, people used to say, what's wrong with you, child? What's wrong with you? It's no, they're starting to say, what happened to you, child? You know, what happened? Because we aren't acting out in these ways, you know, when we come from a good, loving family and we've been raised with love when we've been raised with abuse that's going to come out as abuse 
Don't you agree? I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good that you did this book for your for your girls. And how old are they now? Well, Charlotte is 22, just turned 22. Kimberly's 20, and Lucy is 12. This is wonderful. And what a what a legacy that you're leaving <laughs> and the artwork too in there. So bravo, good for you. I'm so glad you reached out. And this is one thing I want to tell survivors. Don't be afraid to reach out to somebody just to say hi or what can you do? Um, there's a lot of comments on the TEDx talk and I try to respond, but there's over 600 comments. It's hard for me to to respond to everybody. But, you know, we we do go through these healing processes, Diane. When And I know we have to continue. It's like continuing self-education, continuing healing. It's something, when I went through talk therapy, I thought I was one and done. But the, <laughs> the self-abuse started. Yeah, the prayer self, comes up. Yeah, I'm done. Let's go party now. I'm, I'm, I accept it. I'm okay now. Let's go party. But I found that my self-esteem and the self-abuse was beginning to manifest itself again in drinking too much, doing drugs. Thank goodness I never got hooked on drugs, but mm-hmm. um, it's not how I wanted to live my life. So I finally realized I had to continue with self-healing. So if someone comes to your retreat, are they welcome to come back again? Oh, absolutely. The sweat lodge is open to the public and we encourage, encourage you right. to check it out. It's a teaching lodge. It's very gentle. Um, never pay to pray. So we do accept donations, wood. Um, there's a big potluck after. And awesome. Yeah. It's and do you provide cabins or tents? Well, or? We're, we just purchased pro- this property in June. So, so it's still evolving. We have a composting toilet and, oh. we, have, and we have water. Great. And we have a spring with this amazing black mud. It's, oh, it's amazing. And so we do all, you can bring your tent and your camping stuff and we set up a community kitchen. Um, we have Wonderful. Yeah. Oh, we just got donated a TV. So I don't know. It's going to be amazing. It's That's got, great. It's got a fire pit in the middle and these native American rugs. So can we- I thought you said TV, but you said no, TV. A TV. Oh. Somebody donated this huge TV. It's gorgeous. How fantastic. It's just like setting our intentions. We are looking for a grant writer. You know, we want to get a professional grant writer on staff. Um, We're trying to do it ourselves and we're just kind of all over the place. All over the place. So um, we're going to be visiting Quail Springs, which is a um, sustainable um, building. They teach uh, building, Cobb House and how to take care of animals. So we're going to go take a visit over there and see what they're doing. Wonderful. And yeah. 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 I know. You know, I'm so excited that you, you reached out to me and with the, to tell the, the listeners viewers that uh, we did have a conversation and immediately I'm like, I want you on the podcast. <laughs> You're simply awesome. You are, you are a true thriver. And that's what this show is all about. The podcast is to show survivors the endless positive possibilities 
of their potential after trauma. Because even though we may be healing for the rest of our life, it's okay. be, Be okay with you, be okay with yourself, but just know that you can create the life you want. Our abuse, our sexual assault does not determine who we become and unless we allow it to. Exactly. Exactly. I always pray for grace and ease in the morning. It doesn't have to be hard. You know, your day can be graceful and easy. And then some days and, you know, some months are more challenging for me. You know, December was really hard for me. I just want to go in and hibernate. Yep. And that's what I want to do, but I'm called to do all these different things. And I'm so stressed out. I just want to go in and hibernate. So that's what I did. Yep. You know, I, I took care of myself and I took a whole day and stayed in bed. <laughs> Good <laughs> for you. And the next day I was fine. You know, right. like, mom, what's wrong? I go, Nothing's wrong. I just need to recharge and recharge. Yeah. I need some me time. I need some me time. Exactly. You know, I took three weeks off basically during the holidays and it's a, and I did not stress about anything. Mm-hmm. Things will come as they're supposed to come. You know, I'm a, I'm a TEDx coach for people who want to do a TEDx talk. I'm a speaking coach for business professionals. Anyone who wants to go out and speak and do keynotes. And I didn't worry about networking or or Mm -hmm. doing that or doing the podcast. I just went on a short sabbatical and I needed it. Yes. And then you reached out to me. I'm like, here we go. Let's start this (laughs) new year off right. So yeah, here we go. It's exciting. It really is. The timing is impeccable. I think I was telling you, I did the Stewards of Children, Darkness to Light presentation. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. We teach um, educators, teachers, anybody that works with children, how to prevent, recognize, and react responsibly to child sexual abuse. And the response was overwhelming. It was just, it was really perfect timing, you know, and I had been sitting on this since I wrote the book, because when I wrote the book, you know, there's lots of doubts, like, who am I? Who am I to do this? What if I get this training? Then I, you know, at least know, and it turns out, Every page of the book is covered in the training. They like wow. marry each other. It's amazing. The grooming process. Yeah. Uh, how um, people that we know and love are usually our molesters, 95% of the people. Right. And, right. Um, so I called, I'm, I want to start doing these workshops. So I called the Children's Advocacy Center in Los Angeles, the one that's available here. And she said, she, I get a child advocate advocate on the phone and she said I was just looking at the darkness to light website last week wow wow that's the universe so trust your intuition trust your intuition is my yeah trust your intuition this is what I want to tell survivors it's we must talk about what happened to us we don't have to talk to the world about it you don't have to go on a podcast you don't have to go on Oprah unless you want to but you must get help, get help, get healed, get happy is what I say. And um, I like to say happy is the best revenge. Yes. Because my perpetrators are dead. Statue of limitation is up. I cannot get justice in a court of law. So the best just, justice that I can do is for myself and be a beacon of hope and healing for other survivors. And, um, so this is what what I want to do. But listen to me, Sir Driver. If you don't 
want to share it with the world. You don't have to, but get help, get healed, get happy. Okay. Diana, I'm so excited that you reached out to me, but you talked about, you know, having some downtime and we're not always up on cloud nine. It's not always happy days. We're human. We have jobs. We have children. We have bills to pay. We've got this to do and that to do. It's, I mean, life happens to all of us, whether we uh, got became, uh, you know, happy and we we have worked through the trauma. When you find yourself getting back there, you just said you crawl into bed for a day, which is cool. <laughs> I love that. But what else do you do to help get yourself back on track in uh, on a positive mode? Would you share that? It's interesting because um, I'm just really tuning into my body after years of cranial psychotherapy. I'm really noticing like when I get triggered and mm. my body will start shaking. Like if somebody that is calls me, that's not supposed that I really don't want to talk to in my family calls, my body will literally start shaking. Wow. And, um, sometimes my cup is full and the kids, something will get my body to start shaking some little thing, you know, and I'm what I do. And I try to remember this. It's really hard to open up your toolbox in the moment and pick a tool to use. But one tool that I use is touching my solar plexus right here between your rib cage and closing my eyes and just taking a moment and asking myself, how old do I feel right now? And with that statement, you can bring yourself back to that trauma that you've experienced and what's causing that pain. And you can actually, let's say it's, oh, I feel like I'm three right now. And I just want to kick and scream. And you take mm. it and you hold that three-year-old. And you're like, I'm here. I'm holding you. Wow. Everything's yeah. Everything's going to be okay. And you Good for you. And let it go. And... I don't know. It's been proving very, um, it's one of the one healing modalities in my toolbox that I've been using. That's wonderful. Good for you. And thank you for reaching out because I think the more that we talk about it and, it, and like I said, Sir Thriver, you're listening in, you don't have to talk about it to the world, but I think the more that we do share our story, the more we do heal. And, and, you know, survivors just want to be validated. They want to be heard. They want to know that their story matters. We we want to know that we matter, that we're worthy. And this is why it's so important. You know, I, I'm going to encourage you to go watch my TEDx talk. Healing from sexual abuse can start with one word. I'm getting so many thank yous from around the world. And what you're doing, writing these children's books and speaking and the sweat lodge and the the uh, cranial sacral therapy, <laughs> yeah, sacral therapy. That's a mouthful right there. I mean, it's very what very you're powerful. doing. So yeah, it your healing may not manifest. You never know how it's going to manifest. Exactly, and like you mentioned before, not one shoe fits. So, yeah. and what like the healing modality that you're using right now may be expired, and you need to use a different modality. 
and then right. you take this modality and then you go back to this other modality and then you mix the modalities. So the more healing modalities you can put in your toolbox, the the easier and graceful life will be. Absolutely. And I am not one for journaling every day, but I do mm-hmm. write affirmations and yeah. And I do manifest things that I want. You told me about oh. manif- ma- your manifestations. <laughs> tell me what I said. Tell, tell the audience. I'm happy, I'm happy and grateful now. <laughs> yes. And I, I'm so happy and grateful now that. that. Um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share this story because I shared it with you. When I was preparing for my TEDx talk and writing the script, it was about three months away. But I kept writing every day. I'm so happy and grateful that my TEDx talk is helping survivors all over the world. I'm so happy and grateful that my TEDx talk, the message, got a standing ovation, not me, the message. I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm getting paid to come and speak to different venues because of my TEDx talk. I wrote all that before it even happened. And all of that has come true. So survivor, listen to that. Listen to that over again. We can create our own reality, right, Diane? It happens like that. And it's so fun to watch. It is. It's fun to watch. (laughs) And it's fun to like, wow, I did that. Mm -hmm. Because we have more power than we realize. And and when we don't get happy, get healed, we are giving our power to the perpetrators still. We're giving that power away. So, sir. Survivor, be a survivor, take back your power today, do whatever it is. And um, I am on the RAIN Speaker Bureau, R-A-I-N-N. Oh, if, nice. If you still need to get help, survive, survivor, I'm going to call you a survivor. You're listening in <laughs> because you're going to create your life. But being on the RAIN Speaker Bureau is... Um, it has been fantastic. Call them, get help, or call your local crisis center. And so you said you live out in LA, Diane? Yes, Los Angeles County. Okay. All right. Great. And the sweat lodge is going to be out there. Yeah, it's about two hours from Los Angeles. Okay. When when do you think that'll be up and running? Well, we have one that we're holding in Bakersfield, February 12th. Wonderful. And um and the next one on the land. Will probably be in March, March okay. or April. So okay. We well, are, we are having a work party to get some stuff fixed. We need to fix the fence. We need to fix another composting toilet, and we're going to have a workout camp party. And I mean, right throw a sweat lodge together if we get enough people to show up. And How help. cool is that? But <laughs> yeah, yeah. How fun! How fun! Well, I'm very proud of you and the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. I yeah. really appreciate our time. Well, thank you for bringing it to the world and the books for the children and speaking, and then you're helping adults heal and continue to heal with, with your, um, with your sweat lodge and your therapy. So I just want to thank you for that. Where can tell us again, where they can get the book for their children? Well, it's available on Amazon. Okay. Um, yeah, all over the country. And those are my prov- private parts by oh. Diane Hansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, and I'll have all this in the show notes. You say it. Those are my private parts. Those are my private parts. <laughs> That's right. Good. <laughs> and, and you have a website? 
Oh, the website is Diane Renee Hansen or Diane R. Hansen.com. Okay, great. great Instagram great. is Diane Renee Hansen. Okay. And so any information on the sweat lodge and stuff like that, you'll do updates on Instagram. Do you have anything on Facebook or I do or... have a Facebook. Um, it's Diane Hansen as well. Okay. And I usually post the the um, sweat lodge on there. But if you want to send me an email, if you're interested in the sweat lodge, that's Diane R Hansen at yahoo.com. Awesome. So do that. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So listeners. Yeah. If you want to hear more about Diane and her book, get her book for your children. It's a real easy read. I mean, and the illustrations by your children. It's fantastic. I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was fun. You are such a light and there's such a glow in you. And I'm so glad that you reached out. So thank you, Diane and Survivor. You are a survivor because you tuned in today to listen to this message. And I am so thankful and grateful for you. And until next time, Sir Thriver, I wish you peace, love, and hugs. Ciao for now.